0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Football Betting Podcast. You're joined by me, Tom Pipkin, and my co host, Tom Walker. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. Delighted to have you. We are back for another episode of Football Action uh, across the English top four divisions Premier League, Championship, League One, and League Two. That's what's on the menu today. Uh, we're going to sink our teeth into each of the leagues, picking out our betting highlights from them all. Let's just take a look back to last week, Tom the treble was a, a kind of winner uh, depending depending on who you bet with if you bet with certain sports books um you will have won the treble last week um thanks to thanks to certain promotions that they offer but um yeah two teams won one team drew just west brom throwing away a 2 goal lead against qpr let the treble down uh, we'll cover that in more detail later in the show um if you are new to the show and you haven't heard us before, please do get involved with our partners at Matchbook as well. You can get thirty pound money back as a free bet sign up offer if you use if you use the code TFB Podcast upon registration. But yeah, let's dive straight into it, shall we, Tom, with the Premier League on Saturday? Bit of a sticky one to get started with, huh? It is, isn't it? Aston Villa against Newcastle. Villa three point seven five. The draw is 3.55 and Newcastle are 2.2. This is two of the most informed sides in the Premier League. Aston Villa, uh, four wins on the bounce. Newcastle, five wins on the bounce. I, personally, not sure which way this is going to go. Yeah,
1: not sure which way the result's going to go, but I definitely think it will be entertaining. Uh, Over 2.5 is my tip. Uh, It's out at 2.02. I think what typically I do is have a look at the the last few um, games and then the season as a whole. But I think that's totally unfair when you're looking at Aston Villa, who are two different teams basically this season, aren't they? So, in terms of uh, things going overs in the last kind of seven eight games uh, since they um, since they won against Southampton back on the 21st of January, which is a whole 11 games ago. Only twice have they gone under 2.5 in terms of goals at both ends. And then with Newcastle, obviously, typically during the season, they were incredibly uh, solid. That has left them a little bit. uh, And in their kind of last eight or nine, you're looking at five times they've gone over 2.5. And all the other times, there's been two goals in the game. So, they're kind of there or thereabouts, a so 2.5 mark. So, it uh, should be entertaining for sure. And, uh, yeah, just to reiterate, over 2.5, priced at
0: 2.02. Cool. Um, into the three o'clock, so we've got five three o'clocks beginning with Chelsea against Brighton. 2.76 for Chelsea, 3.5 for the draw, and 2.8 for Brighton. Um I quite like the look of Brighton here, and I don't know if it's just 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 partly the price that's sucking me in. Just doesn't a bit under two to one. Chelsea still, despite Frank Lampard coming in, um, no immediate bounce. They lost to Wolves last week, which we correctly called on the pod. Still didn't score a goal either. So yeah, Chelsea still struggling, and if you're struggling and can't really score many goals, Brighton are a, are a very tough team to play, aren't they? Because in decent form themselves, still kind of semi eyeing Europe, um, overtaken by Aston Villa in recent weeks in the table, but still got one eye on Europe, certainly. Um, and if you recall back to October, uh, Brighton won the reverse of the fixture 4 1 at the Amex, so you know they, they've got Chelsea's number. I think it could be a good, good price for Brighton to win,
1: yeah, in on Brighton. In the Graham Potter, Bruno Salter, Deserby linked with Chelsea derby, uh, I think is the is the catchy name we're going for. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Brighton for me. Uh, the key stat I was going to read out, Tom, which you uh, beat me to, was you know no goals in three games for Chelsea. They're priced at two point seven six. That's massive for
0: Chelsea. Yeah, it is. It is especially at home. Right up next, Everton against Fulham. Everton 2.12, 3.55 for the draw, and 4.0 for, for Fulham. Um, you know, you mentioned this before we came on air that Fulham are falling apart at the moment, and you're yeah, mm. spot on. Five defeats in a row. It's all really spiraled down since Mitrovic got banned and Marco Silva got his ban, and I think, was it William that also got banned? Yeah. And the thing is for them, job's done, isn't it? And there may mm. be a case of on the beach for Fulham um, because they've comfortably stayed up in their first season back in the league. Like I say, the job is done and you have to wonder what motivation is going to be there when they go away to an Everton side that are scrapping for their lives, have picked up most of their points under Sean Dyche at home. Um, It's going to be a tough place to go. and I think for me, Everton can get this one and Give their survival bit a boost at two point one two because I think for me Fulham are one of the teams you want to be playing at the moment in the Premier League.
1: Yes, um, I do worry about Everton scoring goals, and I always do. Um, you know they've only scored over one twice since Sean Dyche took over, and then in terms of blanks, uh, there's been four blanks in that time as well. Uh, I really do worry about. Them hitting the back of the net, as you said, this Fulham side falling apart. I suppose I'm with Everton. I suppose. I mean, I'm not as hot on it as you are, I don't think. Uh, I'm just bringing up the price for Everton and unders. Just give me two seconds. So Everton and under 2.5, which is something I would loosely tip, is 4.1. So I think that's a a pretty attractive price. Uh, If they do win, I think it would be marginal.
0: Up next, uh, Southampton against Crystal Palace, 2.92 for Southampton, 3.3 for the draw and 2.78 for Palace. Uh, Roy, the boy's come in and he's uh, he's done a decent job, hasn't he, so far? Two wins in the last two games, especially that, that eye-catching 5-1 away at Leeds last weekend. And Southampton continue to struggle. They've lost three of the last four, no wins since they beat Leicester um, six games ago on the 4th of March. I, but if Palace play how they did against Leeds, I'm sure they'll win. Especially you know how they play in that second half. I haven't seen Southampton play
1: like that all season, so I know we're going off a very small sample size. But it might, like the pressure's all on Southampton here. Palace can play on the break. They can do the Olise, Eduard, uh, Eze thing. I I think this is a tremendous price for Palace. Yes, it's a small sample size, 2.78. When do they take the foot off the gas, etc.? You know, looking pretty safe now. But all the pressure's on Southampton. They're going to have most of the ball, and that plays right into Palace's hands for me. Uh, Stat-wise, I don't have a ton to back this up, but tactically, that's how I see it playing out.
0: Yep. Um, okay, uh, Tottenham against Bournemouth then. One point five for Spurs, four point eight for the draw, and seven point eight for Bournemouth. Uh, I'm going to go with Spurs again here. Uh, picked up a good win against Brighton last weekend at home, two one. I think we called the goals. Um, we were quite we were unsure if I remember on, on the result, but decent win. It is a concern for Spurs. They've not kept a clean sheet for five consecutive league games now. However, at home they've largely been good. They've won five on the bounce. Um, at home, and it would be under the realm of a coupon buster if Bournemouth were to get a result here. I think.
1: Yeah, Bournemouth though. Um, in the last six, they've, they've managed to to score goals, and you know they're currently on a rate of win one, lose one, which is brilliant for their survival hopes. Way better than obviously drawing, you know, a couple in a row or whatever. And yeah, a goal against Leicester, a blank against Brighton, sure. But go two against Fulham, uh, blank against Villa, one against Liverpool, two against Arsenal at the Emirates. You know, uh, they're definitely finding their shooting boots. Whether that'll be enough to keep them up, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Tottenham and both teams to score a 3.3
0: looks delicious. Yep. Um, Finally then for the three o'clock, we've got Wolves against Brentford. 2.64 for Wolves, 3.35 for the draw and 3.05 for Brentford. And we mentioned Wolves gave their survival hopes a massive boost with that win at home to Chelsea last weekend. Um, and they play a Brentford side with no wins and no clean sheets in their last four games. I don't know if you have a strong opinion on this one, because I don't. I could genuinely see all three results there.
1: Yeah, not sure which one, uh, which way, sorry, this is going to go. Tell you what, though, I think this could get feisty. Uh, Wolves, it, really bad disciplinary problems this season. And Brentford have got a couple of lads in, you know, Tony in particular who kinda of love to love to rough it up and kinda of get in and at them. So I definitely can see this one being competitive in terms of which way it's gonna go when both teams to score and all that. I have no concrete tip. It's a bit of a free for all, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um right, five thirty, we've got Man City at home to Leicester. Man City very short as you'd expect, one point one nine the draw is 9.0 and Leicester way out at 18.5 for the win. Um, Let's obviously now have Absolutely Dean nice. Smith. Yeah, Le- Dean Smith now in charge of Leicester. Um, so they'll be hoping that he can inspire something. But <laughs> it's an absolute baptism of fire, isn't it really? Away at, at a rampant Manchester City side. We saw them last night before we recorded the pod. Um Waft Barn 3 0 in the Champions League. I do expect that there may be some rotation for City. You know, if Haaland's on the bench with the second leg of the Champions League tie in mind, maybe Grealish on the bench, etc. Um, that I, I don't think, you know, we know how good Man City's strength and depth is. I don't think that'll affect the result whatsoever. Um, but potentially something to bear in mind if you're looking at builders for scorers whatever wait for the team sheets but yeah man city should win this and uh, win it comfortably for me
1: yeah man city uh cricket score uh, just a quick question mate why why did they bring him in for this game dean smith because afterwards they've got wolves at home leads away everton at home fulham away like i don't think it makes any sense to bring him in and, and the short-term nature and the short-term like vision of, of managers in the Premier League at this level. Like, you know, one defeat and that's it. You're like plastered with, you don't have a good grip. Everyone's obsessed with new manager bouts. I don't understand why he's in for this game. Let the caretakers take charge of this. Let them lose 5-0 and then bring in, uh, bring in your man,
0: Dean Smith, mm.
1: and then let him, you know, first game at home against Wolves. Really? I... Don't get it at all.
0: I see where you're coming from, definitely. Um, I guess the other side of the coin is maybe nothing to lose in the first place. I, I don't know, maybe the thinking is that bringing him in now can can take your 1% chance of getting something to a, a 4% chance of getting something. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, have... I listen, I, I do get that. But uh,
0: yeah, like
1: I said, everyone's obsessed with new manager bouts and I'd yeah. be incredibly surprised if they got one um, with Smith in away at Man City anyway.
0: Let's move to Sunday then, and West Ham against Arsenal gets us started at 2 o'clock. 6.4 for West Ham, 4.4 for the draw, and 1.61 for Arsenal. Um, Any strong opinions on this one? I think Arsenal. I think West Ham have definitely
1: picked up, um, but obviously, you know, I know they threw away a two goal lead, but. You know Arsenal going away to Anfield and going two 0 up in the first place and absolutely cruising um, for you know that uh, thirty five minutes or so is enough for me to to say that they can be a West Ham side who you know are, are slowly getting better. Obviously West Ham as well, Conference League um, commitments in midweek on Thursday. So uh, yeah, I think I'm happy to go for Arsenal. With the extra days rest on top of what I just said,
0: yeah, uh, maybe both teams to score might be a shout as well. Arsenal to win and both teams to score. Um, Arsenal's inability to keep many clean sheets at the moment might be of a bit of concern to them. They've only kept one clean sheet in their last six games uh, across all competitions. Um, seven of their last eight have been over two point five as well. So their goal, their games in general, are involving plenty of goals at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I think Arsenal should get a win here, I agree, um, which leads us on to the biggest game of the weekend, at least for us, which is Forrest at home to Manchester United. 6.2 for Forrest to win, 4.3 for the draw and 1.66 for Manchester United to take all three points from the City ground. Are you expecting a miracle this weekend or is no. it going to be more of the same?
1: <laughs> no, but I will say, Man, you are way too short still uh 1.66 won't be getting any of my business um i think they'll win so whether you want to put it into a coupon buster or whatever uh, sorry into an accumulator you can but i'm not fishing in those waters for me uh marcus rashard injured apparently so that will be interesting to see where uh united's goal threat will come from uh, because obviously he's been a bit of a a one-man team for them going forward this season. But, yeah, Forest are absolutely, desperately dire at the moment. And I do not see any signs of life
0: in this game. Yeah. Um, Forest, like you say, on a bad run. Uh, no wins and no clean sheets in nine consecutive games. Man, you love playing Forest as well. Eight consecutive wins they've got against Forest. Obviously, some of those are going to be coming a while back because we've not been in the Premier League until recently. But... Uh, in the three times we've played them this season, league and cup, it's been 3-0, 3-0 and 2-0 to United. It's been very comfortable for them. Uh, so I could see a 2-0 United here, just more of the same for me. Yeah. Um. Finally then, Monday night football, Leeds against Liverpool, 4.7 for Leeds, 4.4 for the draw and 1.78 for Liverpool. Um. <laughs> I feel like I really don't know what to expect with this Liverpool side, you know. At home, they seem to be all right. Away, terrible. Um, they scored just one goal in the last five away games across all competitions. Um, They've lost four of the last seven away from home. If we look just at the league form, they've only won one away game in the Premier League in the last eight games, losing five and drawing two. So, if you take... That, uh, at face value, it kind of looks like an excellent opportunity for Leeds to get something from the game. And at 4.7, for them to to spring an upset, it, oh, for me, it's not completely out of the question here. It's not out of the question at all, mate.
1: Not at all. Like, look at Liverpool's uh, away form. It's worse than Leicester and Crystal Palace and Chelsea this season and then all the other clubs that you would expect. They're a completely Jekyll and Hyde team. Looks like they just don't have the stomach for it. Away from uh, the you know comfortable surroundings of Anfield, and I think we've seen enough from Leeds. It's not been great under Javi Gracia. It's been kind of you know high one minute, low the next. But I think we've seen enough uh, to show that Leeds can get a result if Liverpool don't fancy it, and we've seen time and time again away from home, they do not fancy it. So, I will be having a tipple on Leeds. I'll be doing it, obviously, responsibly on the side of caution because clearly Liverpool are better players, etc, etc. But, yeah, I can't pass up that uh, that price for Leeds, not one bit.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, well, that rounds up the Premier League. Let's just take a moment to talk about Matchbook, our sponsors, and then we'll look at the Championship League 1 and League 2.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're delighted to be partnering with Matchbook. Uh, We've been working with them for probably, I don't know, a season and a half now. And the relationship has been absolutely brilliant. Um, They are giving us a sign-up offer to give to the Profit Chasers. So TFB Podcast is the promotional code you need to use. And when you input that and you sign up and you deposit 30 quid, uh, you can get that money back as a free bet if your first bet loses. So great example if you want to have a little uh, tipple on leads but you know you're a little bit nervous it might not win at the big price if you use that promotion and put it on leads and they do end up drawing or, or losing then you'll get that money back as a free bet to kind of invest into something else so it's a great opportunity with a great organization fully thoroughly recommended TFB podcast is that very important promotion
0: yeah. Okay. Well, let's move into the championship then. And I guess I'll get us started with the one that probably out of all of them leaps off the page for me. And it's Sheffield United at home to Cardiff. It's the lunchtime kickoff. So lunchtime kickoff, curse beware. Uh, but Sheffield United price nicely at 1.53 this weekend um, as they continue their pursuit of automatic promotion. Um Generally extremely good at home. They've won 12 of their 19 home games so far. It's the fourth best home record in the division. Cardiff has strolled on their travels, just five wins away from home in 19 played. Uh, Cardiff still do sit precariously above the drop zone. They're in 21st. They're just a point away from uh, from Reading in 22nd in that, that final relegation spot. So uh, they've got plenty to play for, but... They're not on a fantastic run of form at the moment. They've won just one of their last five in the league. Sheffield United, just up until that defeat against Burnley uh, last weekend, generally pretty good. They've won four of the last five games. So, yeah, for me, Sheffield United at home. Yeah, Sheffield United for me.
1: Uh, I'm also backing a team still in the promotion hunt, and that's Coventry City. They're away at QPR. Now, we're going to spin this one or two ways with QPR. They've been absolutely diabolical recently. They did climb back, as we said at the top of the show, to cost the treble uh, from 2-0 down to get a 2-2 draw at West Brom. Now, there's two ways of looking at that. That can either fire them up and give them the belief to go on and survive, or we can have a look at the last 7, 8, 9, 10, 15 games and go, do you know what, credit to you, you got a draw, but I'm still not ready to believe that you can go toe-to-toe with the upper teams in the league, such as Coventry City. Now, Coventry haven't been brilliant recently, but when you take a look into their results, I think we need to give them a bit more credit. So the kind of last six, a draw against Hull, they'll be disappointed with that. A draw away at Wigan, Wigan scrapping for their lives. They would like to win, but I... You know, I don't think that's a disaster. A uh, commentary going to Blackpool beating them 4 1. That's expected. <clears throat> Excuse me. A 4 0 loss against Stoke is obviously the huge red flag in amongst the six. And then draws against Swansea and Watford. Now, obviously, you cannot get promoted with that amount of draws. And they would have loved to have got some wins, but have avoided defeat. And they've put up some decent performances against some decent sides in there. I think that's enough to go off. And in terms of narrative as well, and motivation and all that good stuff, obviously QPR fighting for their lives, but also Coventry, three points out from that final playoff spot. So it's well within their reach. Uh, and I fancy them to go to Loftus Road and get the win. They're priced at 2.44. Cool.
0: Okay, um, for me up next, I'm going to take a chance again on the big outsider. It's Huddersfield away at Swansea. 5.0, so 4-1 to one the price of, is the price for Huddersfield this weekend. Um, Swansea are got a decent run of form, to be fair. It's the best run of form for a while. They've won three of the last four matches, um, with wins coming against Bristol City, Cardiff and Wigan. However, you've got to be so impressed by Huddersfield and Warnock, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Um, their last five games unbeaten against Norwich, Millwall, Middlesbrough, Watford, and Blackburn. You know, three of those sides occupy playoff places, and then Norwich and um, Watford are kind of fighting to be in them. So, undefeated against all of them, extremely impressive. Uh, scoring plenty of goals as well four against Middlesbrough, three against Watford, two against Blackburn last week. They did throw away that two-goal lead and conceded a 90th-minute equaliser, which kind of puts a downer on that one for them. But, yeah, fantastic form. Surely going to survive now. And I'm going to take them at a big price away at Swansea.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I said that Warnock would be a disaster and they would get relegated. I just cannot believe that they're in this position and I am thoroughly... Thoroughly happy to confirm I have egg
0: all over the face. So, no problem. I just want to point out, the, how bad is the price? 1.63 for Swansea. Yeah, pathetic. I'm, talking, I'm looking through the list now. And aside from from Burnley, who we're probably going to touch on, they're the shortest yeah. priced team in the Championship this weekend, apart from Burnley. I think yeah. it's madness when you consider Huddersfield's recent results. Yeah, and especially, like, even if you just go off the
1: narrative... Right. Even yep. if you just go off like what there is to play for, like Swansea aren't, you know, fighting to survive or get in the playoffs or anything. It's just it's just a game to them. Yep. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just mentioned um, uh, Burnley. So I may as well read them out because they're obviously on the list. Tom, you raised the point last week and I think you were right to do so. You know, are we going to get Burnley on the piss basically and not giving uh, a monkeys about the rest of the games or are we going to see them honing in on uh, the title and, you know, finishing in style? And I think we got our answer. Of course, it was helped by an early red card to the Sheffield United goalkeeper, but Burnley managed to win 2-0 against uh, the team second in the league at home. Uh, Obviously, Reading have been pretty strong at home all season but it's starting to unravel a little bit. So obviously, Paulin's being sacked, um, you know, falling into the bottom three. It's, it's completely turned on its head, has not it, in the last kind of six weeks or so. So fully expecting Reading to go there. At 1.48, I won't be backing it, but I want to read it out in case anyone's looking for an uh, uh, accumulator booster.
0: Cool. Um, one more for me in the championship comes. I'm going to go for another outsider. Bristol City away at Watford. Bristol City are priced at three point nine for the win. Um, I just think Watford are a team on really poor form at the moment. You know, they sacked Slaven Bilic, brought in Chris Wilder, with the aim of getting up into the playoffs, and they've they've dropped. Um, they're in twelfth at the moment. Bristol City sitting thirteenth place. So yeah, it it just for me is a case of. Watford are a team in in no sort of form whatsoever, really. They've won one of their last eight uh, shipping goals. They've conceded at least two goals in the last three games in a row. And Bristol City are a team who are in better form. Um, won away at, at Stoke a couple of weeks ago, which is a tough place to go. You know, Stoke were on decent form prior to that game. Um, two all against Middlesbrough last time out. I, I just think Bristol City... Could belie the odds here three point nine because like I say Watford on no sort of form whatsoever they could definitely get a get a result.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, I don't know if you've got anything else in the uh, in the champ, but I am uh, pretty much exhausted. I think for uh, tips there.
0: Yeah, no, me me neither. Um, let's move into League One. Get us kicked off. Yeah, we're going to go for Barnsley. Uh, we,
1: I think, Thomas speak on behalf of both of us, that we're not kind of giving up on Barnsley, even though they've lost two of the last four. Uh, they've also, they've won the other two for the record. And going away to Forest Green, I mean, they beat Sheffield Wednesday on Sky. It was that, that when Wednesday were by far and away the best team in the league. And by far and away, FGR were the worst. And that was a real kind of opportunity to turn the corner, wasn't it? But they, they've just been terrible since. And it's like that was a... That was just a complete dream, you know what I mean? I feel like that, ne- like that never happened. Um, they've gone back to, you know, losing three in a row. Uh, they haven't even scored in that time. It's looking like relegation is is all but confirmed for them. Um, so yeah, we are going to be back in Barnsley. Uh, in terms of Barnsley, kind of away from home, they've won more than they've drew and lost. So they've been winning just shy of fifty percent of their games on the road. So they've played 20 and won nine, drew five, lost six. They've only conceded 18 goals. So less than a goal a game they've conceded on the road. I don't see any reason why they can't go to, by far and away, the worst team in the league and uh, get themselves a win. They're priced at 1.5. And honestly, I know it's short, but I actually don't think that's that bad considering where FGR are.
0: No. I agree. I think they definitely get a comfortable win this weekend. Um, Forest Green, pretty much all but down, even though it's not mathematically confirmed. Um, Okay, Uh, for me, I'm going to go for Exeter at home to Plymouth in an early kickoff. This is a derby match. Exeter priced at 2.88 for the victory um, against their local rivals, Plymouth. This is me just thinking, are Plymouth going to Barley again? You know, we saw them last season somehow bottle a playoff spot and end up seventh on the final day of the season. Right now, they've had automatic promotion in their grasp all season long, pretty much. Now they're starting to get the wobbles, aren't they? They lost at Wembley against Bolton 4-0 in a big game. We saw them lose last weekend against Lincoln 2-0. We tipped Plymouth on the pod, so that was a shocking result for for Plymouth, um, considering their really strong home record as well. Away, they've been a lot worse. Um, They've only won eight of their 20 away games so far this season, so they have been much worse away from home than at home. I just think Exeter are really going to want to stick the boot in to their rivals. If they stop them getting automatic, they're going to play their skins out to do so. And I I worry about Plymouth's temperament and mentality in these big match situations. When it gets down to the business end, they just don't seem to cut it there are for that every time it seems I think that's fair
1: I think that's totally fair I would I don't have no allegiance to Plymouth but it would kill me if that happened I just yeah that would be really disappointing for everyone I think connected to Plymouth and you know unless you're a fan of a rival team you know Plymouth aren't one of the massive hitters in terms of spend and everything up there in League One so I think we're all rooting for them so Hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. Ipswich, Tom, they have a bit of a, a ding-dong affair against Charlton. This is two teams in really good form, um, but I'm going to back Ipswich. Uh, the clean sheet record and the um, kind of you know crazy run of wins and all that came to a, a halt, didn't it, away at Cheltenham. They drew 1-1. But you know, I'm not letting that kind of deter me away from it. So it's been a bit of a juggernaut and haven't lost in 11 games. Their home record reads like this, 13 wins, six draws, one defeat. They're playing against the Charlton team who, to be fair to them, Tom, they, they're playing really well. Lost one of six. In, in that time, they've beaten Shrewsbury 6-0 at home. They've beaten Burton, who I really uh, thought would give them a really tough time, and they did, but they beat them 3-2. Uh, yeah, they've been they've been pretty solid, to be honest with you, and, and not much going on in terms of their season either. So I'm quite surprised by it. I just think Ipswich at one point three. I mean, bloody hell, that is short. But um, knowing that Plymouth are wobbling, Ipswich are going to go for the throw. They're a point behind Plymouth. Uh, they can go top with a win. Yeah, I'm all in on uh, the Tractor Boys, even though that is very short.
0: Yeah. I agree, Um, which leaves just one more in League One for me. It's MK Dons at home to Cheltenham. MK Dons price 2.05 for the victory. Um, This is more a case for me of they're they're a team who kind of need to get a win against a team in Cheltenham who are pretty much practically safe. Um, So MK Dons at home, they're on 42 points. Uh, Accrington occupy that final relegation spot on 38 points. However, they do have a game in hand on MK Dons, as do a lot of the teams around them. So uh, whilst they've got that four-point cushion, that could soon close if teams win their game in hand. Um, So I think they're going to go all out to win this game. Well, they need to go all out to win this game against Cheltenham, who have nothing really to play for. Cheltenham, no wins in four. Generally much better at home than away. So that'll give MK Dons confidence. Cheltenham have won just two away games in their last nine, losing the other seven. Um and MK Dons have been on decent form anyway, haven't they? They've been beaten in the last six games. Winning three, drawing three, picking up points against teams like Derby, Portsmouth, Wickham. Um they they're all solid playoff chasing teams. So yeah, I think the form they're in, they can get another three points this weekend. League one done. Into the the scary pits of League Two. Oh God, yeah. we <laughs> Don't like League Two, do we? We've not got along with League Two pretty much all season. Um, hopefully we can get along this weekend because I've got a few things that I like the look of um, that I've got written down. I'll get us started with Harrogate Town at home to Doncaster Rovers. Harrogate in twenty-first position; they're just three points above the drop zone, uh, so they really need to get a win this weekend. Uh, Doncaster comfortably in mid-table; however, they are in in a bit of free fall. They've won, they've lost. Four games in a row, uh, no wins in the last six, no clean sheets in the last eight. So they're not on exactly great form at the moment, very much on the beach, as you'd say. Um, And Harrogate, they are priced at one point nine five to win. I'd like a little bit more, but because it's that stage of the season where they're a team who kind of needs something at home against a team who's got nothing to play for, we kind of get a bit shorter than we usually would, you know. If this game was two months ago, I'm sure we'd be getting a lot better price on Harrogate because of the situation. We're not. But, yeah, I think they'll get the win anyway. Um, like I say, Doncaster really struggling for form. Harrogate only one defeat in their last seven. Um, they're not winning many. They're drawing plenty. But, you know, they're not losing. They're picking up points. They came from 2-0 down away at Leyton Orient last weekend to draw 2 all. So that shows massive character and heart and fight. And that's exactly what you need down there. Um, so them to get another win here for me.
1: Yep, uh, I, I think that was maybe the standout. Uh, I'm going to revisit Stevenage. I'm ready to, to go back to the well. Uh, they're priced at 1.6. It's a little bit scary, um, but they're playing against a Wimbledon team that I am comfortable now to completely... Bash Wimbledon until the end of the season, mm-hmm. Tom. are we're gonna kind of peel back the curtain, aren't we? Uh, obviously, we have we we back the treble every week. The two of us do, but also obviously we we put on our own bets as well. And we both had Salford, didn't we, on Easter Monday? Yep. On bets, and I saw that they were losing or whatever or draw. Yeah, losing in like the ninetieth minute. So I just thought, well, that's that one done. And then I went to check my account maybe 20 minutes later just to see if some winnings had dropped in. And I was like, Oh, that was more than I thought. And then, and then I checked and I saw the miraculous win. And then I texted you to say that they'd won and I was so shocked and it won me some bets. And then you realized that you had also written off Salford on your bet slip and you had won as well. It was, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was one of the nicer texts I'd received recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, for context, anyone who didn't realise uh, Salford scored in the ninety sixth and ninety seventh minute to win three two away at Wimbledon, and I, I'm just at my wits end with Wimbledon now. I, I just think they are diabolical. Um, so their last uh, two home games has been that one against Salford and they've uh, lost against Rochdale who are obviously fighting for their lives and you know not got a not got many wins to their name this season. Uh, it was a good draw before and sandwiched in between that away at Harrogate I will give them some credit but Stevenage I know they're not playing well at the moment. I understand they've not won in five but they have scored in four consecutive games. They've had some weird challenges at the moment I'd say. They've played Salford and Northampton towards the top. They've played Colchester and Hartlepool towards the bottom. They're now playing a team in Wimbledon who must be down in the dumps and, you know, aren't kinda fighting directly for anything really. Uh, you know, there's probably a mathematical chance it could go down, but it's not gonna happen. So I'm ready to go back to the, the Stevenage
0: well and drink up at one point six. I'm gonna look at Newport. Hartlepool to be both teams to score. Price at 1.9, which I didn't think was too bad. Um, Hartlepool have had eight consecutive games both teams to score. Uh, They're on a funny little run, really. They've not kept a clean sheet for 12 consecutive games, so they do struggle there at the back. But they've also not lost in eight consecutive games either, so (laughs) they clearly have no problem finding the back of the net too. Uh, They're drawing plenty of those games, lots of draws in that run, the occasional winning both teams to score. Um, don't know what way the result's going to go, but considering those stats, I'm happy to go again for Hartlepool to be involved in a both-teams-to-score game. This one's against Newport away, and it's 1.9, like I mentioned.
1: Since I drank from the Stevenage well, the well is dry in League 2. And I don't have anything else personally. I don't know if you want to round off the segment with anything you've got left.
0: I was looking at maybe Leighton Orient. Uh, 2.6 is the price for Leighton Orient. They're away at Sutton. This is a Sutton side who haven't won in six consecutive games. Um, Leighton Orient unbeaten in 12 consecutive games. Leighton Orient's home form is better than their away form, but um, I, I just think Sutton are on a poor run of form. Leighton Orient have got all the incentives in the world to go out and steal auto, automatic promotion and the title. If you get them at 2.6. I certainly think you know that I expected them to be a worse price considering what's at stake for them. Cool, we'll just quickly
1: again recap that treble that lost for the majority of people. Uh, so uh, we're gonna go for uh, well, we had sorry, Preston to beat Reading, they did so 2 1. We had Luton to beat Blackpool. 3-1 and the idea was that all three teams we went against were terrible and in a relegation picture and would drop points. And that looked likely when West Brom went 2-0 up against QPR at the Hawthorns, But QPR out of nowhere, got two goals back, ended in a draw, and for the majority of people scuppered the treble. However, Tom, I'm that's basically for me, that's like a VAR decision has gone against us. You know mm. what I mean? I feel like the XG on that on that bet was very high. So I think that means that we're about to land one. Yeah. Do you know
0: what I did? West Brom went tuning up really early, I think, within the first 15 or so minutes. I turned the notifications off on the game and thought that one's done. Wow!
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So basically you've just admitted it was yeah. your fault.
0: Yeah, well, I thought surely West Brom with their fantastic home record, which you read out on the pod, like 10 wins in 11 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, most of them being clean sheets. Mm. I thought surely they're, they're not going to throw away a 2-0 lead, especially to a team in Q, like, in such poor form as QPR. Yeah. But hey-ho, there you go. Sorry, everybody. All <laughs> <on, man. laughs> well, good, mate. New week, new opportunity. What are we back in this week? So, this week we're going to go one from uh, the champ, one from League 1, one from League 2. So, uh, Burnley to continue their record points tally uh, charge uh, their way at Reading. Barnsley to continue their potential promotion push their way at Forest Green. And Harrogate to continue their push for survival. They're at home to Doncaster. So, that's Burnley, Barnsley, Harrogate. The treble pace 448 so £10 example stake would return £44.80. pence. Mm, lovely, lovely. So
1: gamble responsibly. Let us know who everyone is backing. Uh, hopefully we can put some money in the back of your pockets. Uh, we will take a look at fancy football because we didn't do that last week because uh, all the points and everything hadn't updated. So uh, we will have a look at it now. I'm in 270th. Where are you, Tom?
0: Oh. This is where I'm unprepared because I haven't opened the app. 37 points I got last week. Average was 54. I have, therefore, I'm in 184th. Mm.
1: Uh, this, it's, it's been a poor year for the pod boys. However, the top 10 are certainly doing better than us. And in reverse order, it's Phil Basley, Chris Posting, Simon Tither, Bill Bowles, Kieran Gentry, Neil McCloy, Jason Courtney, Tola AW, Johan Ekstrom, and Pat Ravenhall, Some new names in that top 10, Tom. Uh, Still Pat at the top. Uh, He's got about a 65-point lead on Johan. So, you know, certainly not over. Uh, But, yeah, Pat looking good for that free 20-quid bet.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, If you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, of course, get in touch on social media.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much to everyone who's followed us. T underscore FB podcast. Really enjoying the interactions with the new Monday Mood Board. I really appreciate all the support on that. Just kind of reflecting on how the weekend went. And of course, the uh, Twitter tips, Tom, uh, last week uh, were really good. Uh, Five of six on uh, one day and then a 50-50 split on the next day with some nice big price winners. So yeah, Twitter's the only place we post bets when there's, you know, Champions League, when there's midweek EFL, when basically when we can't record a pod, we still want to supply you guys with some uh, some bets. So Twitter's the only place where, where you will find them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for listening, guys. Anyway, we'll be back next week um, with another pod and see you soon. Good luck for the weekend.